Bonsoir, fellow investigators, and welcome back to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. Our campaign is Reign of Terror. It was developed by Mark Morrison and is available on the Chaosium website. Our maitre de jeu is, is Mick Swan, and this is episode six. Our recap will be given by Luke Strong, as his character Etienne Babon. So without any further delays... Ah, Petit Prince, my loyal little hound. It's been quite an adventure. So we have come to Count the Fenelex Manor and uh, we've made our initial sojourn into his, uh, into his estate with uh, uh, several of my companions, Eugel, uh, uh Dupois and Beaumont scaling the wall to initially reconnoiter the area. And what they found within was quite a surprise. As a small puppy, you cannot understand, but they found uh, the Pope, the leader of our human religion. Uh, he was not quite the Pope as you would understand, because he was a preserved corpse, a a grotesque mockery of, of, uh, of a papal personages. It's not right. But uh, then again, they also found some rather interesting parties going on within. Uh, men dressed as women, women dressed as men, spanking each other with riding crops. Uh, not just dressed as, as any woman or any man, but the king and the queen. That sounds like a party. But, uh, of course, it is not our place to have an adventure and, and party up with nobles. No, 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 no. We are here for a higher purpose. And with that, this, uh, this party was our, our key because it's not just any costume, but the actual clothes of the king and the queen, we suspect. So, uh, with too many people around, we, we made our way away, retrieved our companion, uh, Pressy, and returned to the Count's estate. And that is when we made our move several hours later, for people had begun to drift off, go to sleep, visit other parts of the estate. And that gave us room to uh, acquire some objects from this party. The wig of the queen herself and the ring from this Pope, which our rather shaken friend Pressy, he uh, revealed to us was not just any costume ring, but was the ring of a, uh, a real Pope. Uh, what was it? A Martin V, I believe. And uh, with that, we had our evidence of true depravity and corruption, enough to bring the uh, nobility down on this Comte de Fenelec. And so now we ride for Versailles, my little, my little canine companion. And hopefully we will bring some resolution to this man. You, you, you rush through the countryside, pushing the horses on at breakneck speed. Thund thundering, thundering through the, 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 the rough roads. Occasionally through small hamlets, tiny little villages, 
Occasionally you see a glimmer of light in a window, someone keeping late hours or up early. And on you go, on and on you go. Flecks of spit from the horses are now flying up at you as you're flying along. The horses are frothing at the mouth. And on you go, ever onwards. Difficult to say, really, whether you're intent on getting to your destination or just determined to get as far away from that house as you possibly can. Either way, the sun is rising by the time you finally see Versailles. It'll take you another 10 or so minutes to get there, but you drop the pace of the horses a little, nonetheless. It's time to give them a rest. Something about the sunlight makes you feel a lot more relaxed. As though, well, at least it'll be warm. And with that, you trot down towards Versailles. If I had, if I had some coconut shells, I'd do the sound effect for you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, thank God we are finally here. Oh. <coughs> Let us, uh, let us report in. I, cool. I should, at this point, bear bear in mind that you you are all dressed in uh, by now quite tattered dark clothing, rather than the uniforms of um, soldiers. Had we brought our uniforms with us? I believe we did. Yeah, I think Sergeant said we had to bring them. Yeah. For this exact reason, Christoph, it was a it was an intricate plan. I knew that we would be writing back and that we'd have to change. I thought you were just being strict again, Sergeant. So let us find a place uh, where we can, in all modesty, change into our uniforms. Goodness uh, sake! Don't lose your clothes, and then get a cat to ha to stop a nearby carriage and say that you're the Marquis of Carabas. No more of your puss and boots. <laughs> Remind me, who has the ring currently? I do. Okay, Joseph, okay. Um, well, then as soon as we get dressed in our outfits, we should, uh, we should rush in. Like, well, I believe once we get to the right, once we're changed in uniform and we get to the gates, I was going to present it to you because you will be speaking with um, the captain. Yeah. Correct. Well, is there really a rushing into Versailles? It's huge. We have to locate um, the doctor and the and captain Malon. Could we possibly just head back to his room and wait? It seems like the doctor and the captain are in cahoots. They are together. Um, so if we were to tell the doctor, hey, we found this, he would yeah. probably grab the captain and we'd all be together. Um, would you like to have Pressy possibly look at the ring anyway? He would know more about it than all of us. So. Yeah, I do. I do think that. So um, as we, but we should do that as we're, we're moving through the courtyard. We have a long way to walk, apparently. 
Remember, yeah. Monsieur, we must be discreet. These people, some of them are in cahoots with the Comte de Fenelon. Mm. There were quite a few people there last night. Well, then we Not should definitely. But <laughs> yeah, let's hope that everybody. Yeah, let's hope that everybody that was in cahoots with Fenelon is over there. But we have to be wary and paranoid. Um, let's head to the apartment we were at before. Sure. Uh, Yosef, go ahead and uh, and hand off the ring to to Christoph. Let him have a look at it. Uh, it's a ring. Most people, you know, him going like this and just kind of looking at a, a ring probably would pass off as like, oh, he's just looking at something in his hand. Um, so let him have a look at it. See if he can tell us anything. Yeah, I pass it off to to Pressy. Yeah, I I'll, I'll take it, but I'll, I'll hold it in like a uh, clean neckerchief or something like that, uh, or handkerchief. So, it, it, yeah, and I'll, I'll take a look at it, see if anything's inconsistent or, you know, uh, if it still kind of matches with the expectations and the initial thoughts I had about it. And I, I, I'm not a jeweler by trade or an appraiser, but the historical and religious significance of it is what caught my eye initially. Yeah, but you can, and, and I'm literally saying this to you, Christoph, uh, you can confirm that this is the authentic ring. Because um, that's going to make, that's going to be the, the clincher. You know? I mean, it, my initial assessment of it seemed very, very certain that it was. Um, should I roll again, Keeper? Since he's um, pressing me on that? I don't think you need to roll again. You you, you know what that is. Okay. It would, have, it would have the Pope's seal on it. Yeah, the, the, yeah. the Pope's seal is yeah. on it. It, it says um, Martinez. Sergeant, so, so I'm very certain of, of what this is. Uh, it would have taken quite an effort to, to make a mockery of this. Well, then that's, this is good. This is what we need in order to bring down the hammer on uh, Fenelik. And I have the wig. Oh, you do? Yeah. We should keep that in a uh, bag, perhaps. Out of the way. It's, it's under my cloak. Okay. There we go. Well, uh, us just carrying a bloody wig around in our hands would probably look pretty poor. <laughs> we put it on Petit Prince. <laughs> we have... We have we have cloaks and stuff, so it's it's tucked, it's folded and tucked, more or less, or whatever. So, uh, other than this conversation, does anything happen on our way to the apartment? Um, well, it's early in the morning. There are not that many people around, but there are one or two people milling around, mainly servants, but one or one or two aristos. Um, so. I'm going to let you all make a listen roll, but you would need a very good result to hear no. anything interesting. Mm, no. Does anyone hear a loud ringing? I pass, but not not that good. No. I felt Babon and your tinnitus. My what? Your tinnitus. <laughs> okay. 
No, you haven't heard anything. Just um, ordinary gossip. Okay. Madame, the something is uh, not showing enough uh, sadness of the death of the of the Dauphin. Um, some other Aristo is showing too much. Grieving too much. He's showing too much cleavage. <laughs> yes. The, the, uh, the Duke de Montmorency is, is uh, he is showing far too much cleavage. He's a strange one, that Duke de Montmorency. Um, okay, well, you are shown through. You know where you're going. You're shown through to the apartments that are currently being occupied by Captain Malon. Um, the captain, uh, you are, um, what's the name of the, the guy? It, 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 it would be his equerry, wouldn't it? An equerry? Do captains have equerries? Or do you have a steward? Steward. Mm, okay, the captain's steward um, informs you that, uh, that, that the captain is currently uh, attending to his toilette and uh, will be with you shortly. And you are uh, told to wait outside the room. Um, during which, some more people walk past, giving you another opportunity to make a listen roll. I don't want to seem like I'm obviously pushing you to listen, but... I gotta, I hear you, can, you can all hear the ringing that Bavan heard. <laughs> <laughs> I got a hard success, a 36 out of 75. I didn't succeed. That was Lady Brunessa uh, shrieking. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you know, for the, for just purely for the sake of carrying the, the scenario along, I'm going to let you have that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he says, Jeez, trying bro. to plug a plot hole. Um, as you're um, sitting there and you're, you're looking around, you know, because uh, the last time you were in this particular corridor, you, uh, you bumped into uh, your beloved. Um, so, you know, uh, yes, so at this point you, you're thinking, well, I'll just, I'll just keep an eye out in case she's there. So you're sort of craning your head around and keeping an eye on what's going on. And um, uh, yes, and um, you overhear two uh, rather tired looking um, aristocratic women who give the impression that they've probably not yet been to bed and um, as they walk past you, you just, you just catch a, um, a few snippets of conversation. And uh, the first is, um, oh, yes, yes, it was, it, was, it was quite something to remember, wasn't it? Um, and then the other one waves uh, a gold envelope. And the first woman says, oh, you'll be coming as well, will you, on the 13th? And she says, we, oui, we, oui, I will. 
Sounds like those two ladies were uh, at a bit of a party last night. Did you, did you hear what they said? They uh, they were up all night. I wonder if it was uh, the same party we came from. Unless they, they rode their horses all night long to get here as fast as we did. They, they Perhaps they left much earlier than we did. Possibly. Yeah. But oh, they, said they, they said there was going to be another party on the 13th. This well, is making me jealous, all these parties. What's what's the uh, the date today? Um, it's the tenth. It's either the ninth, the tenth, at this point. The ninth. The ninth was the day. Wait. What's the fifth? We started on the 5th, correct? Mm-hmm. Then we went to Versailles on the 6th. Then we left the next day on the 7th. Traveled basically a full day. Mm-hmm. You had a little bit of activity that night. Led into the 8th. In the evening of the 8th is when you guys actually went to... Okay, yeah, so this would be the 9th. Yeah, okay. 9th. Okay. Yeah. Well, Christoph, this gives me an idea per... Say that this is the same, um, the same party that they just happened to leave earlier. If there is another party at Fenelik's Chateau on the thirteenth, perhaps that's an opportune time to raid. Ah, we no, show it. everyone the depravity. We expose them. It's not just we walk in the middle of the day and let's take a look around. It's we raid during the party and it's there to see. And, and all the Aristos are caught right-handed. Exactly. If not just Fenelik. All of the Aristos that have uh, been defaming the Pope. And the, uh, the door to the apartment opens and... Uh, the, uh, the steward, come equerry, um, factotum, whatever you want to call him, um, ushers you in. Monsieur, the, the captain will see you now. Um, as you enter the apartment, you're quite surprised to see uh, Dr. Rigaud um, is already there. Although you notice um, to one side of the room is... Uh, what looks like a door, an adjoining door, um, that's ajar. Presumably that leads to uh, Dr. Rigaud's apartments, which, which you know are also in this um, corridor. Mm -hmm. The captain is um, obviously tired, clearly hasn't slept very much. The doctor is every bit as feverish as you recall. In fact, if anything, he looks a little worse. But um, neither of them stand on ceremony. There's, there's very little uh, in the way of formality or bonhomie. Um, the captain simply turns to you and says, well, what did you find? I stand straight, prim and proper, and I just kind of extend my hand to Christoph, who has the ring. I'll put it in his hand. 
and I will then take my hand and kind of sweep it across and present it to the captain. The jewelry, what is, what is this? Take a closer look here, and I point to the seal of the Pope, the papacy. Well, it's very unusual, but I, I don't see how this is evidence of any uh, misconduct. Uh, I mean, religious I relics are ten a penny. Ten a sou. Uh, I then say, uh, this is the Pope's ring should not be destroyed. They were, they had it on a desiccated corpse, kissing it. I, and I say this in a in a voice that's not like uh, to scorn him, but I'm just I'm very surprised that uh, the captain just has a, he's not as religious a man. He's just like, oh, it's just a religious artifact. Start start from the beginning and tell me what it was that you found. My men and I. Well, we did reconnaissance at the mansion, and we saw, uh, as people scream in the background of my apartment, uh, we found uh, that there was a party going on, a party not even uh, two full days, uh, not even a week has passed since the, 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 uh, the prince's death, and yet they're partying, these aristocrats. And... Uh, when my men did the reconnaissance, they saw very distasteful, bizarre things. They saw uh, statues of, of, of mythology twisted with, with terrible bat wings, blood mixed with wine in the fountains. Uh, they also found inside orgies, essentially. Just, I, at that point, I produce the wig. I then point to it and I say, this was on one of them as she whipped a man dressed as the king. No, no, no. Master John. Yes. It was on the, uh, the man being whipped. It was the, the reverse. Dressed yeah. as the king. That's what this it was. It's quite a party that they had. Yes. See, I thought it was more normal than it actually was. Not to, not to mention, it was possibly not just a mannequin, but the actual body of the dead Pope that they were all kissing. Exactly. I, I saw it with my own two eyes and touched it. There was a body, what was it, out front? Sitting in a chair, I believe, or propped up in a position so you could come up and kiss the ring. And it was... In, Gross sacrilege. They yes, were kissing it as they... Uh, and is this not concern. Marie Antoinette's wig? And I, I sort of throw it on the floor. Uh, doc, doctor, would you, would you have a look at that for me, please? And the doctor shuffles over and... We also saw the woman was wearing a red dress as uh, Marie Antoinette is wearing in the painting. We could not recover that, however. It was also, as, as Babon <laughs> will also re re reference, it was the man wearing the dress. Uh, such terrible, 
terrible defamation to the throne. Quite a party indeed. Rigaud almost almost sort of perks up a little bit as he um, as he draws um, the, cap- well, the captain and indeed everyone else's attention to the wig, and he says, "See, see this? Look, this is uh, this is the royal wig maker. It's not this just is, a replica. No, this this is this is um, one of Marie Antoinette's wigs." Dr. Rigaud, would not Fenelik have access to the apartments of uh, the Marie Antoinette? Would he not be able to take these things and return? Well, perhaps. I mean, in in Versailles, anyone with enough money can find a a questionable servant who can be turned to their advantage. They are committing gross treason against the state. My, My... my interest here is is less in uh, less in that, and more in the fact that uh, I mean, if what you if what you say is is true, that he hosted a party at which a man dressed in Marie Antoinette's wig was being beaten by a woman dressed as the king. That in itself would tend to suggest that we have grounds to uh, severely undermine his his patronage from the crown. Now, uh, you suggested a raid the last time we spoke. Christophe here overheard some of the, uh, the aristocrats outside speaking about another party on the 13th. If this is one of Fenelik's get-together, one of his rows, then perhaps we could raid during the middle of the party, catch them all in the act. Yes, yes, my my thoughts exactly. Um, I'm confident that an armed raid one of these parties would be the right thing to do. Um, We must proceed very cautiously. Um, I will need you to plan the raid. I can find men perhaps as many as four dozen who could be brought in to carry out such a task. Um, We will need to provide, uh, we will need to to proceed very, very cautiously. Um, it, It is very important that no one is allowed to leave the property once once the raid takes place. Everyone there is to be arrested. Everyone. Um, if if they are uh, servants, boot boys, um, it doesn't matter. We will it, we will interview and interrogate them later and decide what happened. But we need everyone there detained. Um, everything in the house 
is evidence. There must be nothing looted. Oh, luckily, Benelix's paranoia, uh, his building of tall walls with spikes, uh, the isolation of his grounds, uh, the fact that there's only one gate means that it would, should be easy for us to corral everyone and no one should escape. Yeah, this is good. This is good. Um, oh, um, Monsieur the Captain. Uh, oh, yes, yes. Um, uh, Dr. Rigaud will be uh, building a formal case against uh, the Comte. Um, as a consequence, any journals, books, letters, or other written materials should be kept for him. Um, you may wish to, to uh, bind them in a trunk. I, I, given, given how important it is that we specifically bring evidence against Fenelik, um, I would recommend that those written materials be brought back separately with yourselves. Um, if, if, in fact, actually, well, I mean, I don't know. Clearing out an entire house is no easy task. Um, but everything will need to be catalogued. We'll need, we'll need to know where everything was. Um, of course, above all other considerations, Comte de Fenelic must be captured alive so that he can stand trial. It is not enough if he is just killed in the course of a raid. That provides more questions than it answers. Sorry, poses more questions than it answers. No, we must have him alive. And he must be made to pay. I mean, I'm sure you understand that there's no chance whatsoever of a man like that even making it to the Bastille. But uh, I will find somewhere for him. If I may say so, monsieur. A man like that needs to be locked away. He is insane. Yes, yes, this is a very good point. Um, Monsieur the Doctor, um, perhaps in the intervening period, you might be able to um, make certain overtures to the Master in Lunacy to um, smooth the way if that becomes a, a possibility. We go, nods. So, Sergeant. We. Oui. In planning the raid, you will need to know when it will take place, where you will marshal your forces before the attack, when you will strike, how many men will be um, sent, uh, who will command them, uh, where each group of men will be stationed, signal to commence the raid, um, means of, uh, of entry to the property, and the objectives you wish to secure. This must be done with absolute precision. Completely understood. I have one question. Oui. And I turn to uh, Etienne. 
and I say, can we have a cannon? A swivel gun on a cart, I was thinking. But yes, perhaps a field gun would work. We need to break through the gate with such force that a cannonball breaking through the gate would be signal enough for everyone surrounding. Yes, it would, yes. It would take some time to roll it into position. And unless we bring a troop of horses to pull it, or some stout cannoneers, but I was thinking a swivel gun on a cart may be a little more portable. Yes, yes, I think that's possible. If you think it's necessary. Um, I want this to I be will provide story. you with the necessary paperwork. Um, to obtain such things from the uh, the armory at the Bastille. Of course. I want this to be as quick and precise as possible. So getting a way to punch through the gate and rush up, secure the front uh, with men and having some men probably in the surrounding forest in case someone gets a little too antsy or runs over the, the wall, they can be caught. I'm sure they won't get too far. They don't probably know the woods. Arrestos will not climb over a wall. Well, they will if they're going to get arrested. I think any man would run knowing uh, what's in store. But do you want us to... There's two options in my head, uh, Captain, and my men. Um, The first option is to execute this operation when everyone is currently in the throngs of the party. It's in full swing. Mm-hmm. Or when everyone is asleep as we did earlier. I would, I would prefer the former idea. You would I think, okay. I think a, a point at which um, incriminating activity is taking place. Um, multiple witnesses um, bear in mind that, that, that every soldier who, who goes into that building is a potential witness. True. Sergeant, please keep in mind also that the woman that was overheard here uh, had made it back prior to us, which suggested she left uh, before our second approach. True. So, so we would want to catch as many as possible. Which means we may need to secure the town as well. You're thinking roadblocks, perhaps. I'm thinking roadblocks. Uh, this is very difficult to arrange. May I make a suggestion? Hmm. As we traveled to Poissy, I'm going I'm to make some assumptions here. As we traveled to Poissy along the road, we passed through a number of small villages. Could we not station our troops in the first village before Poissy and wait for the carriages of the partygoers to pass us? Then we shall know that we have the right night. We will know that the party is about to begin. And then we can time our raid for the middle of the party. Yes. Yes, and, we won't, and we won't alert anyone in Poissy as to our presence. We should also consider leaving a small garrison there, 
because they can do a checkpoint. Carts come through, soldiers stop them. Can we have a look around? I, I don't understand, Sergeant. If, some, if there is a checkpoint, they will immediately know that something is up and they will cancel their party. Not as they're going to, as they're coming from. We're not going to let them come from. Wow. And as... speaking of which, that is a concern. Where do we put these party goers when we have uh, apprehended them? We will have carts for them later. And rope. I don't think you should blow the gate down either. The gate is a way we can keep them all prisoners. Exactly. My, 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 my thought on that, from my perspective as an artilleryman, is we can roll up a uh, swivel gun and just point it in the direction. If anyone makes their way towards the gate, a blast of canister shot will uh, dissuade them. The question then is, how do we get in? We just go in. There are stoves. They're not soldiers. They do not stop us. They will all be like, oh, dear. What is but, the, but the gate is locked. Who will threaten the gatekeeper? But we want to not alert them very first thing. We don't want them to prepare. They'll be in the middle of the party. Oh. Doctor, says Malon, um, do you have anything you wish to add? And um, Malon furrows his brow and um, in addition to the fever you, you can see there's a, a great deal preying on his mind which is un understandable I mean don't forget that um, Fenelik has, has been waging a, a campaign of scurrilous rumors against him he's, he's under a great deal of stress and after um, chewing his lip for a moment, he says, um, <sighs> the, the, the Comte enjoys the, 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 the favor of the, the, of the royal couple, particularly of Marie Antoinette. Um, his wholly unnatural and unwholesome influence on the Queen must be brought to a, a cessation. Um, we know that he is uh, an incredibly fit and agile man. Uh, he has killed several men in duels, all, all much larger and stronger than he. Um, he is a dangerous opponent, and he must not be underestimated. The only thing I can think is that... Um, This is probably nothing, but at one at one dinner, at one um, banquet, I noticed that um, Fenelik had a, a very strong reaction to the food. Um, he was—I uh, mean, it, it, it was—it was not a simple um, uh, difference of taste. He—he—he uh, he, he ate a few mouthfuls of the food. And, and was virtually insensible for a few minutes. Um, to my knowledge, he's never attended another banquet since. Do you know what the food was? What type of food? What he ingested? 
the, the, these royal banquets, the, 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 the tables are piled high with different foods. It, it could have been anything. There was no way of knowing. He was he was on the opposite side of the table from me. Um, but but I talked to uh, the staff in the kitchens. Well, the servants, of course, they pay, they pay more attention to these things. They know what is on people's plates. They, they are serving people. And uh, through um, means which we will not discuss, sundry means of persuasion, uh, I was able to um, obtain what I believe were the same ingredients from the dinner uh, and 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 powder them um, I, 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 I could perhaps uh, give you some of this powder I mean but it is um, you know they cooking ingredients you know, fennel and uh, onions and the like but perhaps if he has an allergy, I don't know. Well, we do know that they get a wine shipment prior to to the parties. If there's a way we can intercept the wine and put this powder into the wine bottles, we might be able to take them out before it starts. Oh, I, 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 think, I think you misunderstand, Monsieur. I, I have just a couple of handfuls it is um, simply from the kitchens and some herbs and spices from the kitchens I've ground them down into a into a powder um, and you think he's somewhere a, in there I think is what he's allergic to you think he's like allergic to onions or it could be onions it could be the fennel it could be the peppers the salt well not the salt who could be allergic to salt oh. Well, we could definitely, when we grab Fenelik, incapacitate him with this uh, powder. Maybe bring him in easier. He was, he's going to put up a fight. So maybe this powdered substance will... Uh, it's not deadly, is it? Is that no, deadly? no, but it... Um... He became um, deathly pale, and uh, he was uh, frothing at the mouth and gasping for air, clawing at his throat for some well, minutes afterwards. Well, like I said, that could incapacitate him. If it's not deadly, then we can use it on him. Use like a sandbag, just throw it at his face. He's bound to inhale some of it. So, well, me and my men should uh, retire and plan the raid for the 13th and get everything situated. We'll, Good. we'll leave the two of you to uh, whatever it is you need to do. Um, well, look, uh, I, I will have my steward fetch you some food. You, you use my room. I, I have things to do for the next few hours. Um, I must make arrangements. Um, 
at uh, use my room, you will find uh, uh, perhaps not a map of Poissy. Uh, well, we, we will see. I will fetch you pen and paper. Um, but uh, yes, stay here. I, I will return in several hours. Try and do the best you can and, and uh, put together some sort of plan. We need to... Um, We need to make this count. We will only have one chance of this. If, if, if we don't do this, then we are all finished. He looks at Rigaud at that point and, uh, well, Rigaud's face says everything. He looks genuinely, genuinely ill, that man. And you suspect most of his illness is the result of stress. Well, With that, stress for long. Rigo leaves back to his apartment through the adjoining door. Uh, Captain pulls on his uh, sword belt, sheathes his sword, puts on his hat, and leaves. About 15 minutes later, um, in 15 minutes' time, a man will arrive with food for you uh, for the rest of the morning you will be quite required to uh, start planning the raid um, oh I wonder if we can do that Hang on. Mon Sergeant, what are your orders well let's go ahead and start planning this um Liking the swivel gun idea. I like the swivel gun idea because that just, it stops carriages and horses. I'm not so much worried about people running down uh, and waving their hands like, oh my God, uh, I need to get out of here. I'm afraid of carriages going full speed, trying to bash their way through. Uh, I think a swivel gun will stop that. And we could really can't happen. They have horses in front of them. Horses we could bash their way through things. We could take a few logs and throw them right in front of the gate. So if any carts try and come out, they'll they'll hit it like ones that they can't actually go over. Sure. If we have horses on our team, they could drag them straight up to the gate. Yep. Sure. Um, I think also that we should have not a lot of men. If 48 men, four dozen. Um, I'm thinking just a few in the woods, spaced out. Send them over the wall? Yeah. The main garrison should just cut right through, just run up the road. Because there, there was the, uh, the, uh, the old man who was walking the path. Yeah. Perhaps they'll, they'll make sure that he's dealt with. Well, uh, what I'm imagining is that those men will go over the wall and they'll land on that clearing and just act as, uh, as spots. You know, just the, if people start running towards the wall, they can stop them. There's a nice clearing. There's the brambles that they have to run through. So their only method of escape at that point would be the gate which we've already blockaded. There's no way out. 
right. That there's that three foot path that runs the gate. If you do have the guys climb up on the four walls, four corners with rifle, anybody running on the path, you could put a bullet in front of them and stop them. Exactly. So, and that's just four out of forty-eight. The other forty-four can just rush in. Like people are gonna, especially the servants are gonna put up a fight. Fenelik is going to put up a fight. Um, we're going in there expecting to bash in heads and grab as much as we can and just lock down what we need to. This is not a raid. This is a raid. It's it's not a, oh, you're, you're crashing the party. Um, that house will become their prison until we can move them on. Exactly. Wait, wait. We have to get entry right away because if they try and destroy any of the um, the uh, evidence, throwing it in the fire or whatnot, we need to have people storm in directly. Like we have to shut it down as quickly as possible. Exactly. Which, and I think that having just a group on mass just surround the building and have team a, a very large team enter in, because think of it like this: there's technically three exits out of the house from the house there's uh one exit off the property which is the gate so if we secure the house and then and then also secure the property we're just we're just we're choke holding them we're making it more and more and more difficult i see it as there's multiple entries into the house or exits out of the house. We secure those, also secure the way off of the property because it's the only way. They're going to go into the woods and they're going to get lost. And they're going to die in the woods. They're, they're aristocrats. They probably don't know how, know how to tell the directions of the sun or anything like that without a compass. So It's, it's doubtful, monsieur, that they know how to climb. Exactly. And, and they will be in clothes that will not allow them to go rustling through the brambles. So it's a clear cut right down the middle. They're going to have to go through that gate. I, I think, Mont Saint Jean, oh. that uh, all of these precautions are good, but all you will need to do is walk through the front door with soldiers and say, everybody is under arrest, and they will most likely be caught red handed. These are aristos, they are not soldiers, they won't fight. They will be horrified, they will scream, and we shall round them all up and not let them go. I imagine they will come up to you and they will say, I am Sir Whatchamacallit and I want to leave. And you'll say, no. And he'll say, how dare you? Now these, these, uh, these Aristos, they may, uh, they may be like a little dog. You know, you try to take away their food and a little dog will try to bite if you try to take away its food. They have no training. They have no, they don't know what, they will assume that all they will have to do is say one word to the king and he will have you reprimanded for, but your precautions are good. I don't think that it's going to happen like that. I, I think Dupois is right, but. But Finelik will probably put up a fight. He is behind. And his team. men. And that is where I'm thinking we may be send in someone rather sneaky, say perhaps Eugel, um, along with some of the more capable members of this uh, task force that we have been assigned. We send them in first, 
a few of us walk up to the gate. We make our presence known. May I just interrupt you for just one second? Mm -hmm. um, gentlemen, that is the estate in question. Jesus Christ, the property is huge. Now, that's the main house and the stable attached to it? This bit like. here, this grey bit on the back of it. It's the stable, you said, that's, correct? That's the, the coaching house, yes. The okay. Thank you. And this, this is the house proper, the mansion proper. This is the drive. Um, it's like right. three, football field, three football fields wide. The gates, um, hang on, well, actually, a lot of these things are actually marked with um, with numbers. So number one is the gate. Three is the drive. Two is the wall. Um, four, five, six, and seven are the, uh, the, fountains. the fountains. And eight is the gazebo in the middle. Those are the four little gardens. Okay. Of which we spoke. Yeah, so when you when you came into the property, you came in over the wall up here, made your way down here and around well I think you came out here actually. Came out here and you made your way around here up to here, looked in the window, then they came out from there, then you moved around here, when you got around to about here was when you could see in, well, well actually probably this, this bit here, is when you could see in to the, uh, the window there. And uh, I believe you left somewhere over there, over the wall over here, that way. So we blockade the gate. We have a section of men at the top of the drive. Hang on. Turn, turn, try turning on your annotate feature at the oh, top. Oh, it's fine. I mean, I can... Sure, I'll annotate it. Here's my mouse. Can you see it? No. It's fine. Don't worry about it. You guys will get my drift. Blockade the gate. Small garrison of men up at the top of the drive. So imagining four men at the gate with the uh, with the logs and uh, and not the cannon, the, the swivel gun. I would I would advise you to make a note of, of uh, how many people we're doing. Yeah, of these plans and um, who's going where. Okay, well then here we go. I'm writing it all down now. Uh, at the gate, we'll have we'll have six people. Six people at the gate. Um, at the top of the drive, we'll have, what's a reasonable number? Um, this is just so that uh, if people begin running down the drive, they can be hit over the head and arrested. They can be stopped. As uh, as DuPont said, they're not going to run through the brambles. They're going to cut straight down, head south to the gate. Uh, well, if we've managed to open the gate, why don't we have uh, three people stationed there with the repeating gun as a deterrent? I, I think when Aristos are staring down the barrel of something like that, they're 
very likely to stop at that point versus letting them go all the way down to the gates. Once, once we are through the gate, why don't we just close the gate? Exact, exactement. And as I was thinking before, even before we uh, actually charge in, if we were to send, say, a small crew of people to maybe perhaps, uh, let's see if I can draw it here. It's the wrong color, but see the diamonds there under the mansion where it says the mansion? Yeah. Oh, yes. A, a small group of people to stand, say, about there, and then some of us show up at the gate. We make a commotion. The footmen of the count leave to make their way to the gate to do whatever it is that they do. And then our men who have snuck in early attempt to disarm them from ambush. I like that idea. Yeah. Would it just be our men or would it be soldiers as well? Soldiers as well. Why don't we just, why don't we disable the carts as well? Well, as you pointed yeah. out, if the the carts can't get past the, the gun if the gate's locked, if there's wood blockading the gate from if, if there's wood blockading the gate, there should be no reason for the carts to even possibly get past. And then we could use those carts to, to bring back all the evidence. But but why risk the mayhem? Just stop the carts from ever being boarded in the first place. Do you mean by cutting its axles? No, I mean by simply uh, standing, put, posting soldiers next to the, the carriage. Or, or chaining them together or something. Chaining them at the wheel so that they can't move. Just post soldiers there. <laughs> well, don't let them I mean, get on the carts. Well, that's the thing. I mean, on the, if uh, somehow, carts. some way they get past the soldiers, they can hop on their carts and escape. If you have it locked down, they can't go anywhere. If we were to tie some chain around each you know, wheel on each of the wagons, that would surely yeah. smash that wheel as they as they tried to ride away. Exactly. Well, I like that idea. You're, you're still assuming that that will ever happen. I say lock them well, in the house. I say I say we should take all all precautions. Um, a it might not happen as you as you say, um, but it's better to have it locked down just in case it does happen. Um, I'm just going to leave you to discuss this amongst yourselves for a moment while I quickly just run off and do some eye drops again. Okay. Sure. My eyes are very bad tonight. Sorry. Back in a yeah. sec. I, I agree with the idea of having a, a, a kind of like a, a, a backup plan. You know, yes, we go in and we, we, you know, assert control, but at that point of asserting control, we lock things down like any, any, you know, extra means of transport in case they do attempt to, to slip out or to, to, to work their way around us. They, they will not know that we are there until we are at the house. Well, we have... The gate is 500 feet away from the house. Nobody will see us coming. We will have the house surrounded before anybody even knows we're there. And the gate secured. How will, have, all, how will the 48 get in past the gate? We'll just go through the gate. We'll just go nice and quiet. Just 
all, everyone, all 48 with your stealth checks. Five soldiers walk up to the gate and point a gun at the gatekeeper and say, open the fucking gate. And so we, just, we just bash it in. It's just a lock. It's just a chain. We could do that with a battering ram. There's 48 soldiers, and it's 54 people total with us. There's maybe 20 guests and let's say 20 servants and maybe 10 guards. The Aristos shouldn't be any problem. The few guards would be, and Fenelec. So you're talking corralling people, pet, you know, corralling civilians. The only opposition that will probably put up a fight will be his paid servants and himself. So maybe 15 men will actually have to fight if it comes down to that. Yeah. And hopefully none of that will happen. They will simply... Correct. And if the uh, preliminary force is able to disarm them when they come, when they make their way towards the gate, that may take most of the guards out. I Correct. Think they will never even leave the house until we have them all arrested. How will we secure the individuals? Well, we're not going to tie them up. They're aristos. Wow. Here's what's going to happen with that. There's a wine cellar. There has to be. It's going to be low. It's going to be low. It's going to be uh, probably in a, in, a, in a cellar in the basement. It's literally a wine cellar. So uh, somewhere dank and moist underground. Um, one entrance is probably rather large. So we just corral them in there. Or that big, that big, nice circle right in the middle of the drive. You walk them all out there. You have guards surrounding them with their rifles, and they sit in the dirt until we take them. They are traitors, and they are uh, blasphemers. You put, you treat them like that. If we have to tie them, we tie them. They are no yeah. longer aristocrats. They are criminals to the country. Yeah, well, at this we, point, the servants and the direct henchmen are not. Aristos, though, and we should bind them. I think we should. I agree with with Yosef. We should just bind every one of them. They're all. They're all. They've all committed treason. Just because they're aristocrats doesn't mean that oh, you committed treason against the the crown. We'll treat you nice and prim and proper. Just sit there on the grass and don't run away. Do you still oh, need the map? Fight though. No. The okay. Only if they fight though. The servants are not criminals in this. Uh, I think that their loyalty to Fenelik is what's important. Do you think they have that loyalty to such a monster? I think that they have fear. And when he's arrested, they won't have any fear anymore. Mm. They might be our best witnesses to the depravity of that house. But, but Fenelik, his his closest guards, the ones that he brought here with him to France, uh, they will likely put up a fight. You know, and they're probably soldiers or ex-soldiers. They have training. They're not just going to be little footmen with a club. I wasn't aware that we ever saw anything like that. So far, we've just seen Aristos and stable boys. Well, in a foreign dignitary travels like that. Does he not bring his, his closest protection and most trusted people? Unless he is so arrogant, he feels no need for it, but I would rather bank on having him there than not at all. He's, I don't know. He's just a rich guy. He's not the king. 
But if his sights are set on taking over the country, he had probably planned oh, for it. Probably right. You're probably right. I'd rather be wrong and not need, not need to confront but, it than right and not prepare. Exactly. If I may, if I may say so, we could deliberate all night. Now it is time for Monsargent to make his decision as to what we shall do, and we shall follow his orders. Oh, goody. Uh, um, all right. You have heard our recommendations. Mm. So, we will go, I, I, I'm gonna continue with, with what I was doing, because Mick asked me to. Three minute the gate. Okay. Um, hang on. Should we just do? Should we do this in in the order of his questions? Uh, yeah. Sure. Go ahead. Easy, easy way to do it. Um, so, oh, where's my pen gone? There it is. Right. Good God. Such a bloody. You see, I'm not used to doing this on a Monday. I've got work stuff everywhere. I'm completely <laughs> confused. Um. When will the raid take place? Well, that's, um, I think we've already, you've already established that that's going to be um, the on 13th. the 13th during the party. Yes, we've also established that we will be in the hamlet before Poissy uh, to just track the carts as they come in. Um, and once the last of the carts goes in, we will wait accordingly and then follow through. It's oh, the wrong mouse. That way, if there is no party, we don't make ourselves fools. Because the people in the corridor outside might have had nothing to do with Fenelik or a Fenelik party. Or Aristos. Aristos have parties all the time. And there's a lot of them. So, yeah. There, are, there, are, there are three roads out of Poissy. Or oh, four, actually, four roads up Poissy. But which one is most likely the one that people coming from Versailles would go into? Um, Probably the east. They would come through from the south, from Saint Germain. I'll, I'll show you the map, in fact. Sure. There we go. Right. So, um, coming from Versailles, um, the, the direct route would be here. By Saint Germain, and through the uh, the this is the same way you came. All right. Well, then that's perfect. We'll we'll set so up there. If we had the troops in Saint Germain, and posted a lookout near the road, so that we could see them going by, then they could alert the troops, and the troops could. And that is what we will do. So what is his next question? Uh, the next one. <laughs> Sorry. Um, where will you marshal your forces before the attack? Oh. How does the uh, how does the woods right off the gate uh, sound down that road? That dirt path has a forest nearby. We can kind of just. Uh, we can we can have the carts pulled the horses, but we can have the majority of our forces in uh, just off the sides of the road. So that way, 
if someone does see us approaching, if the guard at the gate goes, oh, look, there's a, there are several carts coming that we did not order. Let me run up and ask. He doesn't see 48 men just marching down the road, left, right, left. He just sees them. I was going to say, bear in mind, you're going to have like 50-odd men, carts, yeah. horses, um, a gun, a small artillery piece. Um, well, I thought we just said that they would be in Saint Germain before we before the raid. When and, we show up, we're gonna be there, <laughs> and there's only one road there. So how are we gonna hide fifty troops? We want this to be a quiet espionage thing, and then for us to to go in. So we gotta hide fifty people and a whole bunch of carts somewhere. Oh well. Saint-Germain is not on the road, though. It's the nearest village. And throughout the day, we can have the troops slowly filter into the woods nearby and just be flying low. Which is, yeah, which is what I was suggesting, is that we just kind of have them in the, in the woods off the beaten road. And when the carts come, because the carts are going to come to carry off all the, all the, uh, the aristos and the gun, and all that stuff. They just see carts initially. It's just carts. Our men are in the woods lying in wait. So you'll, be, you'll initially be marshalling your forces in Saint-Germain? Yes. Okay. Um, so the time, um, have we decided on a time yet? We said midnight. Heat of the party. We have to get everybody there that day. Otherwise, people going to the party would see us. On the, on oh, I thought he was asking about the, the time in which we would commence the raid. Um, as soon as possible. As soon as possible. We would have everyone kind of marshal our troops as soon as possible, and then we would make our way probably in the evening. And bear in mind mm -hmm. that um, for the most part, so soldiers are going to get there by marching there. Yes, which is yes, I, I am. Yeah. So that 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 takes time. It's not, it's not something you know. It's not, whereas you've been quite fortunate uh, in traveling out there by horse. This is something as ordinary soldiers. This is not something you ordinarily have access to. Really, it's it's unlikely. It's, it's usually it's unlikely that that anyone below those the rank of lieutenant would have a, a horse. Officers have horses. NCOs rarely, unless they're in artillery. Yeah, so it would take time. So on the day of the thirteenth, our forces should very very sparsely begin going in groups out to uh, out to Poissy and head into the woods just off the road because that way they, there's just not a, there's not a 50 man team of soldiers just marching through Poise and people are like, what's going on? Um, it's just five soldiers every couple of hours marching in. We're just spaced it out appropriately. So that way everyone is there at midnight in at the, uh, 
the heat of the party. It's going to take about 12 hours to march in there. Yes. Which is why we'd be- Move them there the day before. To Poissy? No, to Saint-Germain. Well, I, that's, I said that we should go to Saint-Germain as soon as possible, like now. Well, we're going to have to feed and uh, house all those soldiers if they were if we're there for three days. Exactly. Yeah. The other the other issue is keeping the townsfolks quiet about yes. our presence. Could we not make up a story about being uh, maneuvers? Uh, just we're on a training maneuver. How long? How large is uh, that town? Um, it's a, it's a small market town. So it doesn't have a barracks? It doesn't have a garrison? No, 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 no. All right. Well, I'll defer to everyone else's judgment, I suppose. I would suggest we march there on the 12th. Uh, we could, on the 11th, we could stock some provisions there. Uh, on the 12th, everyone uh, arrives, they get their rest, and then uh, at, uh, we set everything up and on midnight or 11 o'clock or so, probably from Saint-Germain to Boise is what, maybe an hour's march? Should be fairly close. Well, we're saying Saint-Germain, I mean, that's the nearest uh, other town, but um, uh, realistically, there are going to be small villages in, in the uh, in the forest of uh, Saint-Germain. Well, why don't we, well, how long would it take to march from Saint-Germain to Boise? Oh, I will just find the Because that way there wouldn't be any soldier activity in Boise at all. They wouldn't even know. People would ride their carriages into Boise on the night of the party. And then while it was underway, we could just march the troops right up to the gates. According to the map, it looks like it's about four miles, four, four and a half miles. So it's half an hour. About an hour's march. Yeah. We could just march them. I mean, they wouldn't have time to react. Nobody would even know their soldiers coming until we were there. The party would already be underway. So, you know, by the time we start moving, folks. We, we would be, we realized we would be leaving Saint-Germain with our troops at 11 o'clock at night. Everybody's going to be asleep. Except for the people at the party. I do think we should go a little earlier than that, though. If, the, if what we heard from that young lady was true, then, that Aristo, then she had to have left you know, before midnight to make it back here before we did. Considering we were traveling at a pretty desperate speed to get here. Could and without say, a carriage. Could we say that our priority is to capture the Comte de Fenelic and those Confederates with him? If some of them leave early in the party, they're not that important. Not as important as the Count and his... So we want the people there. Some people may, be, may leave before the depravity starts. They're not really, they might be innocent. 
Well, I was not feeling well. What time did you do your initial scouting last when you were there last night? 9.30. And, and things were already well underway. Well, we went back in. So, yeah, that's true. Because 9.30 is still three hours after the, after the sun sets or so. So we will go. Oh, I don't know, though. I mean, in the middle of June. It's right. June, so it's just getting dark about that time. What about we just say 10.30? It's the cover of night. The party should still be underway. And we don't have to march like soldiers. We could march quietly like sneaky soldiers. We'll, we'll, we'll march sneakily like soldiers do. Nobody will know we are coming. Um, for surprise. That sounds, that all sounds fine. Uh, we will do all that. What is the next question? Um, well, how will the men be divided and who will lead each group? All right. I say that Yosef leads the initial uh, infiltration squad in, which would be about three people, including that includes people that Yosef decides to take in of our party now. So Yosef will have three people under his command when he goes over initially. How does that sound? You can't have too large of a force, but you also can't have too small of one. No, that sounds good. Okay. Just to get some boots on the ground inside the compound. Sure. Is there anyone in this group we'd like to take with well, you? Uh, Dubois was very stealthy, was he not? I, th I mean, I think that the, the initial group that infiltrated uh, during our reconnaissance was a very, very stealthy team. It was a very good team. So, but I think that, so that's the first group. The second group is what I will call the woods group, which I am calling seven people. Uh, what they will do is they will go to the wall and they will wait. And when they get the signal, which is, which we'll have to come up with, uh, they will go over the wall and they will position themselves to where uh, if anyone comes their way, bang, bang, shooty gun guns to dead. Because why not? Um, so that's 10 people. We've got 38 left. Three will be posted at the gate with the, uh, with the swivel cannon, the swivel gun. Uh, I then think that we should have a group of 10 be on that patch, that lawn, because if we're going with Yosef's suggestion, we're going to be funneling people out and they need to be sat down and they need to be supervised. No one, can, if we're not securing them or imprisoning them or locking them or tying them up inside the house, they're coming outside, people need to be there. People who are not actively in the house or securing the perimeter or anything like that. So I think that, I think 10's a, a little bit much, maybe eight, six to eight. 
out on that uh, patch of lawn. People are funneling out, locking them down. Um, two people can secure the, uh, the carriages going off of Michelle's idea. Just tying and locking chains. That won't take long. I have a suggestion about that, uh, Monsagent. Go ahead. Uh, as an engineer, uh, I could just build a cheval de frise, a freezing horse, basically a block of wood with some uh, big uh, wooden spikes running across it. We set it on the front of the cart, kick it off into the, the way behind us, and block the entrance uh, from horses or anything that would pass through. That's a good idea. I mean, I thought we were initially doing that with logs, but I like that idea a lot more because there's spikes on it. Exactly. Exactement. As Dupont shakes his head, like, our plan is stupid and futile, but who the fuck gives a shit? We're... Let us hope that none of us run our horses onto the spikes. Well, I hope that none of us are riding horses into the compound because that would be a little uh, illogical if we're arresting people and looking for evidence. But anyways, uh, three, no, six people should then lock down the exits and entrances into the house. Everyone else should be raiding, grabbing people, throwing them down, looking for evidence. And there's probably going to be a few people hiding in the rose bushes like we did last time. So maybe somebody, a few people just checking the, uh, the overgrowth area. Sure, we can have two people with torches kind of going past uh, the overgrowth. Or... Are they the same uh, fucks that are watching the, the exterior path around the perimeter? Hmm, I don't know. Uh, Christoph, what do you think? Should they be the same people or should they be different people with torches? Well, I think if they're going to watch the, the path, then they shouldn't be in the brambles because we've learned going through those brambles, it's slow. A bitch and a half. Yep. I mean, it will, they'll be, if they're on the pass, hopefully they'll hear a loud Aristo crashing through that. So then we will have different people, just kind of two people, just circling around with torches. Uh, well, the men in the perimeter just stand there. Their whole job is to guard, not to look. If someone starts running, they can fire a warning shot to stop them. It's going to be I, dark. And I think more in the brambles and overgrowth will be like the servants and people who actually know the property better. I don't think oh, yeah. the aristos can even attempt to run through with their clothing like that. Oh, yeah. I'm, and I'm assuming that they won't jump over the, the fence, but they're just there to, if someone is like, oh, I'm going to try and run away, they can fire a warning shot, scare them, stop them until someone can come and grab them. Um, so two people torches circling the, the garden just to make sure. Everyone else inside. Everyone else inside grabbing people, grabbing evidence. Um, I think that now... There should be different groups for looking for evidence, arresting people, and then going and getting Fenelik. It'll be a clusterfuck if everyone's just running around grabbing as much, just looting. So who wants to go get Fenelik? I will. 
I want to get that bastard. All right, Christoph and, uh, and Michelle, you can you can go get Fenelik. Uh Me and uh, Etienne will arrest people. Yosef uh, and Dupont will look for evidence. And that is our goals. Fenelik, evidence, arresting everybody. Shall, shall we arrest them and uh, I guess bring plenty of leg manacles to bind them up, keep people still? Well, I don't, I don't know. The last time we talked about binding them up, everyone said they were Aristos. We can't bind them. They're too fancy. But I, I like said, the idea of manacles. I, like I said idea. bind them all. Yeah. Hey. So, I like the idea of manacles. We'll bring them. We got to have something for the servants anyway. They're going to be rowdy. The guards will be, probably be rowdy if there are guards. Um, Let me just say one final thing. We better be right. Because if we are not right, we will all meet Madame Guillotine. Well, if we, find, if we get there and we find out we are wrong, then we kill the Count. And then we are right anyways. If we kill the Count, we will all meet Madame Guillotine the next day. Uh, what? Well, can, can we can we not send someone in advance just to confirm the party is happening and then signal for action? Well, I imagine that's what Yosef is going to Party if all of them are going to the Fikant's house. That's a party. What What is your signal? That is going to be the difficult part. What is the signal? Is the signal the cannon? That's what I imagine would be the signal: is a loud boom that would alert. Everyone in the vicinity that includes the aristocrats. Well, a, 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 a swivel gun is kind of like it's you could either describe it as a small cannon or a very, very, very big shotgun. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying is that I think that <laughs> I think that uh, the swivel cannon will do a fine uh, either that or a rifle, just boom, rifle. It's like a, it's a, basically you think of it as a big, it's a big galley gun, yeah, a bigger version of a galley gun. Not or a smaller version of a pivot gun, depending yeah. on... What, more Capitan, are we signaling? To actually begin a raid? <laughs> yeah. Should not, the begin, should not the signal be rushing through the front door and telling them they're all under arrest? But what about the people in the woods? Everybody will already be in place before we start the raid. Are we not bringing anyone in as a preliminary to... Seize the well, house quickly. You, you have told me that you have put people all over the place in case somebody runs. That is not going to happen until after the raid begins. But, but we can't put the people in. Once we break down the, the once we break down the, the, the gate and 50 men start marching up, they're going to be at a party, but 50 men isn't just like three people. But we will be 400 feet away. No one will know at the house until we are there. I tell you, they are too far away. They are having a party. They aren't what planning the battle why? looking for us. It's not Here's a question. Why, why are you so against um, all of our precautions? I mean, if it's over, if if we're overdoing it. And I think that you are wasting a great deal of effort. Well, okay. that's my opinion as a again as a if, if it's a if if um 
if it's a wasting, the, the worst thing that can happen is we might be reprimanded for wasting resources. Oh. How, however, if it's, if, if we don't take all these precautions and then elect away, we're if fucked. You have, I would say if, all of this is done for, if you have your 45 men or 50 men spread out all over the place, then if they make a concerted effort at the front door, how are you going to stop them? But what's stopping them from destroying? Haven't, not only that, but we have You have 30 people walk through the front door and simply grab everyone and arrest them. You could have it done before they would even realize what is going on. We also haven't fully uh, scoped out the entire uh, house or the, the, his, his manor. So we don't know if there's a secret exit. I mean, I don't know. I've heard stories of these rich aristocrats doing stuff like that. So you might have an escape down a tunnel out the out into the woods somewhere. We'll make it nice and simple, everybody, and say that my rifle going off is the signal for the raid to begin. Which means that everyone will send in the will send the incursions in. They'll do their thing, unlock the gate. We'll march up. The gunshot will be uh, the indicator for the people in the woods to come over. It'll be the indicator for the people to lay down uh, the boards, to barricade the, the gate. No one's getting out. And if there is no gunshot, then, we do, then the raid does not occur. We do not upset the, uh, uh, these people, and we leave. Exactly. If the gunshot doesn't go off, then there's no party and we need to leave. And everybody has those instructions. That little bit of precaution is, is well worth. It's a single bullet. It takes about five seconds to just point it up and pull a trigger. Ultimately, the one uh, contingency I would be concerned about would be if somehow say there we do find a uh, an escape exit maybe have a whistle for that is the oh no things have gone bad get over the wall and go find count fenelec because he is in the woods now oh yeah I, I i think that that's actually a really good idea whistle blow means people need to go that direction what direction the direction of the whistle if someone is blowing a whistle, someone is hurt, someone is dying, there is a secret exit. Oh, he saves that for his account. He is yeah. the uh, primary target. Is he not? I'm, I'm not talking about us. I'm talking about, or I'm talking about him. I'm talking about us. If a, if a crazed cook with a butcher knife comes and acts one of our guys in the face unexpectedly, and there's only two of them. That is the life of a soldier. We, if one of us takes an axe to the face, say la vie. Wow. I think we can expect some violent pushback. I honestly think we are not getting out of there without a shot being fired beyond your, your starting shot. But yeah. there will be shots. There will be punches. And there will be knives. Well, I say we, we're trained soldiers. That's what we're trained for. Yes. And Bob, Babon does have a good point. Uh, maybe... Uh, the core group should have a whistle. Whenever Fenelik is encountered, the whistle's blown and everyone goes to that section. Us. I, I have a gaming section. 
we've been soldiers together for a, a, a suggestion. We have been soldiers together for a long time. Why don't we just use the usual signals to tell each other what to do? Yeah. Whatever the fuck those are. Right, right. We'll use them. Um, but we have the plan, Mick. That, okay. unless, unless there's any other questions for preparation, I think that that's the plan. Even if the signal um, is just uh, Thierry, uh, Renault, you going like that, that's I don't think we all. Come. I don't think if we're. I don't think if we're all separated, me doing this is gonna. It starts. <laughs> you have very loud fingers. Yeah, unless, unless me doing this is also me doing this, and there's a pistol in my hand. Um, but uh, but no, that's the plan, Mick. Well, um, that being done, then um, it takes. I mean, it takes you several hours to plan this out. And uh, you've made drawings of the of the estate and uh, various piles of cups and glasses and cutlery have been used on various tabletops to to outline uh, your 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 many and varied approaches to uh, strategy. But you've ha hammered out the, uh, the 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 bare bones. Of uh, of a plan. Um, and you're just you're just sort of starting to put everything together when uh, when the, the captain returns, and uh, he just enters the room quite quietly, and uh, starts looking over your shoulder at the uh, the maps and the schematics that you've been drawing. So this this uh, this is it. This is it. And uh, you will you will carry out this plan on the uh, the thirteenth. We'll begin on the twelfth, and we will carry out the actual raid on the thirteenth. Uh, I'm going to keep the men back uh, for as long as possible. Um, I'm I'm very worried about. Uh, you say leaks. As I am I. Uh, I don't want word getting out about this. So uh, the men will know that they're being deployed, but they won't know where they're going until they get there. That's a, a safe precaution, especially because it seems like Fenwick had roots in the town. What's stopping him from having roots in the aristocracy or the military? Mm. He's got the he's got the throne in his hand. Oh, he has uh, he has many acolytes in this place, many friends. He has his finger in many pies. Yes, yes, yes. Um, so you will need um, other than the men, you will need what from me? Um, the swivel gun. We'll need preparations to be made for uh, the arrests. We need to cart them back to Paris. Um, so large, uh, large wagons. Many manacles. Like, yeah, lots and lots of manacles. Um, th but that's basically it. The men are the important thing. Um, of course, you know, 
uh, as uh, Babon has, has recommended, he's a good engineer, so he can manufacture our uh, stopping mechanism at the gate. Um, they've got plenty of time. They've got. I can build that the day before with uh, things on hand. No yeah. problem. Um, so yeah, basically just transportation to get these people out of there when we have them. This all seems perfectly straightforward. Um, Pretty much. I will draw you up a uh, draw you up a warrant to take to the uh, the armory where you can withdraw a uh, swivel gun, powder and shot at, uh, and a cart, I suppose. Um, as for the other cards, yes, I will have um, those dispatched with the men. Manacles. Are you proposing to slip manacles on our ruling elite? If we find them enacting in treasonous behavior, then they are no more than common criminals be very cautious with how you use these manacles well we will only use it for the most rowdy and the most violent and the most deserving well yes but i mean it's it's perhaps best to use them as a a threat a threat rather than a, a reality um, so, we also need provisions for, um, well, let's say 60 men. Oh, well, one more. We're going to need carters. It will be difficult to arrange all this without attracting attention, but not impossible. Um, I would wait until very close to the date before you use the uh, the warrant to retrieve your supplies from the Bastille Armory. Of course. Um, well, it seems that everything is done. It seems that we are to attack on the 13th. And hopefully we will bring an end to this matter. Um, I don't know what to say beyond that. I think perhaps it is time for you uh, to let your men have some leave. We, we will give your men a, a day or two. Tell them to uh, go and see their families. Sounds reasonable. Are you expecting this to be, I mean, you're making it sound like this is going to be deadly. I'm imagining it'll be bloody, but not deadly. This is, this is a matter of politics. So there, there is no telling where these matters will go. If we make a, a, a mistake, if we, if we put a foot wrong, uh, we, we could quite easily be ruined, all of us. The doctor, myself, all of you. These are difficult times. I mean, the, 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 since the death of the Dauphin, the, 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 the royal house is in uproar, everything is in chaos. We, we have no idea what happens from one day to the next. 
What we do know is that the Comte is a, a vile man. He is a rogue in more ways than one. And he has an undue influence over the crown, which in a time like this is unthinkable. We need concerted, solid action to restore order to the country. And we will not get that with a madman whispering in the ear of the king. So we have no choice. But as a as a mark of my gratitude, I would uh, I will give your men and yourself two days leave. Go and visit with your families. Well, thank you, Captain. Refresh yourself. All right. Well, with uh, that, um, he he bids you to leave as he uh, remains pouring over the details of your plan, looking over your schematics and things, and sort of humming and nodding to himself. Every now and then he makes little notes. And you are sent off on leave for two days to visit your families or um, otherwise occupy yourself in the manner in which you choose to. Um, we can, if you wish, role play you going on leave, if you'd like to do that. I'm sure we can do that in <laughs> email. If there's something yes. that we have in mind. We well, if you, I mean, if you've got anything, I, I think actually, I think doing that by email would be quite good. Okay. I um, do want to. Oh, sorry. I did want to say one thing to the group. Once we were away from everybody, and it was just us, and I had a sinking feeling in my stomach when the captain was saying that the count has his fingers in many pies. I don't mean necessarily mean the captain, but maybe the the judge or the court system, Fenelik might. We might just be walking ourselves into a trap. This might be set up to clear his name and put us in, I don't know, it's just a feeling I had. Which is why we do the infiltration. We make sure things are going on. Just wanted to put it in our heads to keep our eyes open. Well, I'm going in expecting the worst anyways. So... Feel ya, feel ya, Yosef. We must well, have the, the along. Yes, La Force. We must shut down that blasphemy. It must end now. I'm going to get a drink. <laughs> this is my family. My family is dead. Ah, such loss. You could come with me. We visit my son. <laughs> we, 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 we bring a petty prince. The old son meets the new son. And perhaps the old son also meets the bitty, bitter, cantankerous grandfather. The only thing that I wish right here. Um, right. 
So we'll right. go on our merry way. Okay, well, with you going off to occupy yourselves and leave for two days, I think that's a perfect point to um, call it for tonight. Cool. Perfect. And uh, you can now get uh, a week's rest <laughs> before uh, embarking on your assault of the uh, Chateau, Fenelac. The Chateau de Fenelac. Fenelac. All right. Our players included Thomas McKeon, Wayne Worthy, Fred Carter, Luke Strom, Jason Melnichok, and myself, with Wayne with, with uh, Mick Swan as the Keeper of the Secrets. We're currently producing four shows a week with music and sound effects added in post-production in order to create a richer listener experience. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. If you'd like to become a patron, visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month helps us a lot. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel, and punch that bell icon for updates on our latest shows. Leave us some comments we'd like reading. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of H.P. Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck, good game. Oh, 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 oh,